0: Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned.
1: Hey, this is Josh Elledge from upmyinfluence.com. And on today's episode, I'm gonna share how to skyrocket your authority with a virtual summit.
0: Hey, Rudy Rodriguez here. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, Mr. Uh, Josh Elledge. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Rudy, thank you so much for having me. Awesome, excited to have you here, sir. And uh, before, before I turn it over to you to drop the, the value bomb on how to skyrocket your authority with a virtual summit, I want to give a quick bio points for those listings. They can really lean in and, and hear you know, why they should tune in. Um, so Josh, uh, you know first and foremost, you're a veteran uh, and you served in the U.S. Navy uh, for a few years. I know that's one of the ways that you and I connected. So thank you for your service, especially since we're recording this right before Veterans Day. So thank you, sir. And yep, you're also exactly. the, the, the founder and CEO of upmyinfluence.com. Uh, which is an, an outstanding uh, media platform that has uh, helped me as well as many other entre- high-level six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs launch their uh, podcasting system and get high-level uh, coaching clients. Uh, you also had uh, founded a business called the Savings Angel um, to multiple seven figures and paid out over a million dollars in affiliate commissions uh, from that business. And you're uh, you know done over twenty-five hundred media appearances, over three hundred podcast appearances, and your own podcast. Um, over 1,800 podcast episodes between the Savings English <laughs> Show, Authority Confidential, and the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. So, Peace. sir, um, you're probably the most podcast experienced person I've had yet on the show.
1: <laughs> Man, I feel old listening to all that. <laughs> I've been around the block. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I've kept busy. I, I love platform. My background, um, you know, in the United States Navy, got to learn from uh, Staff Sergeant Adrian Cronauer, uh, who you may or may not know that name, but um, he had a movie made about his life uh, called Good Morning Vietnam in the 80s where he was played by Robin Williams. And, uh, you know, I, I really developed a love of, of service and, um, you know, just honesty, you know, and, and that sacred obligation we take when we say, I'm going to use platform here and I'm going to serve a, a listening or reading audience or viewing audience. And I'm going to be 100% transparent with them at all times because you can't fool Anyone today, Uh, and uh, yeah, it's I've I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, what's you know what's unique about Savings Angel too is we didn't really we didn't spend a dime on advertising. So um, yeah, it it became a seven figure year company, zero dollars in ads. Everything I did was just go out and give it away and be a nice person. And you know, kind of getting to the thesis, what I think you know our conversation is going to be is that the visibility that you get. Uh, you know, when you use platform, when you do a summit, like it's good, right? It's going to lead to good outcomes, likely. And one of the over most overlooked benefits, or I'd say, you know, where we, we tend to put it as a distant secondary benefit is authority. And I would argue, Rudy, that authority is probably number one. Uh, And, you know, my background, you know, in our first iteration of Up My Influence was about media consulting, getting PR, that sort of thing. And uh, I would say that was the number one thing is people would say, I'm going to get quoted in Business Insider, and then all my wildest dreams are going to come true because I'm going to make all these sales. And (laughs) so we would have to tell people... Um, well, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it could do that, but here's, here's the thing, right? Is authority is, is something that, that as you gain it, it just compounds on itself. And authority is, is the, is the fuel that makes everything work well in business. I'll give you a great example let's say you're going and you're speaking, let's say you're going to two events. I've had this happen where like I was a keynote speaker uh, at this, you know, kind of big blogging event or something like that, you know, smaller event, but you know, and so afterwards beforehand, like my name's everywhere. And 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 like, it was just a fun experience. Everyone's like, Oh, you know, Hey, how can I do business with you? And like, you know, just opportunities coming up the yin yang. Right. And then I go to this other event and Rudy, I'm a nobody at this event. Like, I'm just another face in the crowd, completely different experience. I'm the same person, except I just don't have any authority among that audience. Nobody knows who I am. They didn't have the ability to check me out. So I got to tell you that if you want to feel like um, here, I'm, I'm holding uh, right now, it's called the Felix Felicius. Uh, it's liquid luck um, from Harry Potter. And when you've got a lot of authority, that's what it feels. Like. It feels like you drank, that, you know, in that one scene with Harry Potter, he drinks the lucky juice, and he just seems to make, like, all the right decisions, and everything just works out. That's kind of what it feels like when you are respected, when when people say, oh, wow, well, you've done this, and oh, wow, you're working with so-and-so. okay, These are all authority indicators that they are responding to. Uh, and that is today how we do business. For 15 years, I've studied and led on consumer behavior. We look for this stuff. We think, you know, you'll hear people just, oh, you know, it doesn't matter that, you know, if you say you're quoted in Fox News, nobody cares or whatever. They do. We say we, we say we it's not a big deal. We do. We absolutely do. As why Tony Robbins, before he comes out on stage, he's playing clips of himself being interviewed on CNET. Like, or not CNET, but uh, CNBC, right? He doesn't have to do that, but he does it to show that he's respect. He's got authority through association. He's got um, social proof, like, uh, you know, that association. Well, if CNBC thinks that Tony Robbins is an important enough person to have on the air, then I guess he must be important. So it's, yeah, all that sort of thing.
0: This is great. We're coming out the gate with, uh, you know, why authority is important. And I, lo- I love the example you gave. Like, hey, you were at one event, and you know, you were the person that people knew to go to. And you go to another event, and nobody knew you from yep. from anyone else. Yeah. And and then when you have authority, people say they don't care about authority, but but they do, and and it does influence people.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um,
0: yeah, exactly
1: to- undeniable undeniable there's a lot of there's a lot of really really good research about that um and that's again that's my background I don't do those services anymore um but I'm a big 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 fan of leveraging for authority in fact I would argue you know in my and I'm sorry Rudy I forgot I feel like I I stepped on you a little bit there um authority uh platform and generosity uh that is the that's it what I believe you need today in order uh to to, uh, be very, very successful today. Because again, that authority is only valuable then when you cash it in. So like, let's say you get quoted here and there, but then you don't ever tell anybody about it. Like for example, you know, being invited to speak for the Tony Robbins organization, which I did, um, you know, it was an online event for his business mastery audience, um, shortly after business mastery, um, you know, when someone hears that, um, you, your opinion of me probably goes up just a little bit. Um, if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have that indicator to to work on. So um, it's it's so you have to let people know. And sometimes we're a little shy about doing that because we don't want people to oh we're just you know we're just bragging or something like that. No, um, your audience really likes to see you win. They like you. They and it's validating. It's validation for them. That if they were, quote, unquote, an early investor in you from a an attention standpoint, they're like, oh, there's something about this guy. There's something about this gal. I, I, I like what they're saying. And then you go and get all of that credibility, like you get featured in a newspaper or TV or some big podcast or YouTuber or whatever, um, or you blow up somehow, somewhere. Like that makes them feel good That that they... And they, ah, I think there's something here. And then, and then they get that validation. So, so please share your wins because your people already like you. And I would say, you know, I don't argue economically, we can go through the economics of this. You're going to make a lot of money if you leverage your authority. Well,
0: there it is going to make a lot of money. If you leverage your authority, well, thank you. I love That's that's, that's the sound bite
1: right there. <laughs> yes, there it
0: is. There we will record sound bite. Boom. <laughs> hey, uh, Josh, what I wanted to point to here is, um, yeah, I, I, I reference this resource quite often with our audience in our show, the uh, the book Influenced by Dr. Caldini, yeah. and he talks about that there's six weapons of influence. I like to refer them to them as tools of influence because, you know, a weapon kind of has like a negative yeah. connotation. It's a tool, so it depends on how it's used. But one of those six is authority, yep. and it is absolutely proven in that book. They have the studies. They show like what happens when someone... C- someone's willingness to comply when they perceive the person making the request has authority or doesn't have authority and even showing as far as people complying to do things that they would not normally do Mm -hmm. but simply because the person had asked them had some kind of uniform on right that created perceived authority they actually complied where normally they would not it's a really interesting subject of, of study so i appreciate you having that be the topic of this um this show and um the other quick thing I want to share there, and then I'll uh you know turn it back over to you here, is I want to say that the fact that you helped us build a platform, you helped us build a podcast. You know, now we're 30 some episodes strong and we've had, you know, mostly seven, eight figure guests on the show has built tremendous authority for us in the market. And uh and so I highly recommend you listen to this considering, you know, launching a podcast as a platform. Definitely speak to Josh he's the guy to go to.
1: Boy, I can talk a lot about that. Yeah, (laughs) It's it's, it's (laughs) one of those things, you know, again, a lot of times people say, I'm going to start a podcast so I can build an audience and I can have reach and I can have influence in that way. Like, yeah, you can, (laughs) it's going to be a grind. And so, but it's the platform that becomes Rudy, the ultimate networking tool. So um, you'll find so uh, without my influence, we have uh, about a hundred podcasts that, that we actively have we've launched over about 150 at this point. Um, and I would say, you, know maybe about half of those we still very actively are involved in. Um, and in every one of those cases, the idea is that we want to use the platform for good. So a la Bob Berg, the go-giver, a la how to win friends, influence people. We're going to use our social media platforms. We're going to use our, uh, you know, our content platforms, and we're going to use it to shine the spotlight, shine this, you know, to showcase other people, make it all about other people. And it's amazing, you know, how many content producers are doing it just to kind of, you know, extol their own virtues, Whereas I think there's a huge missed opportunity to use your platform to instead invest into relationships. Because if you'll do that, boy, you know, there aren't too many things uh, that are more motivating than the desire for significance. And if you can let people know that what they do, their impact in the world matters and that you you have an interest in them, um, it's just, it it feels good to, to treat other people well. So um, that's our strategy. It's 100% about, um, you know, becoming awesome and growing your network. Because again, your network is your net worth. And I would argue today that that's probably one of the most valuable assets you have is who do you know, who knows you, who knows and likes and trusts you, right? Who are your relationships? Who are sending business to you? Because I think, you know, we've all heard this example, right? is, Is if your business closed tomorrow, and all you had was what you know and who you know, could you get it back? Well, if you have a really great network, you're gonna be fine. <laughs> you will be fine for life as long as you you know maintain good relationships with good people.
0: Amen. Well said, sir. Um, so bring us back to the topic of building the skyrocketing authority with a virtual summit. Um, you recently completed. A virtual summit um just a week ago or so um could you kind of share with us about the some of the uh, the lessons that you learned there a little bit yeah. about that experience and and how you know because the people listening to this they're they're event leaders and uh, they're either already doing events of some sort or they're thinking about doing events so anything you can share to to help them would be appreciated
1: yeah, absolutely. And again, um, you know what? Uh, don't rely on other people's indicators of success as being success for you. So for example, a great analogy again would be a podcast. Um, I don't have, you know, tens of thousands of listeners to uh, to the thoughtful entrepreneur, my podcast. It is a wildly wildly successful podcast, but not for, Uh, uh, listener metrics, which again, uh, I would say, you know, probably 99% of the podcasting world focuses on. Uh, Again, you know, this summit is the exact same experience uh, where we, I would say from a, you know, total number of registrants, total number of like active engaged um, participants, not awesome. You know, from a, I would, I would not, not necessarily a number I want to advertise because it's not, it it doesn't sound that great. I think we had, you know, maybe just under 700 people register, which is fine, it's good. Uh, But then attendees was of course, you know, very typical with what you would expect with that number. So not enormous, but there was so much business that got done at this event our clients, our speakers, like um, where we, uh, you know, I would say lacked in quantity, we made up enormously in quality and uh, for ourselves, you know, we, by the end of it, I think we've cleared a hundred thousand or six figures, you know, in terms of, um, you know, revenue that I could have directly attribute to it. So financially it was successful um, because of who I knew, that's really uh, I'd say probably the biggest strength that we had. So again, don't feel like you have to have an enormous audience to be successful with events as long as this, you could have an exclusive event, right that's only for a very particular clientele and you can, you know, directly invite those people um and I'm not talking about events where you're gonna charge, you know, five thousand dollars to attend kind of thing. I'm talking about, you know, it could be, you know, just a a mastermind networking event, but it, again, it's just a very exclusive group to be in the room and the deal-making that gets done, uh, you know, insert yourself into that in some way. And uh, yeah, you can, you can get this thing paid for pretty easily.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say in that is that you didn't measure the success of your event by the number of attendees per se or the size of the event rather the quality of it and the focus on creating quality experience and having quality people there. Uh, and the, the result of that was over six figures of business you could contribute to the event itself.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Now I will say that, look, if I'm being very transparent, um, I would say based on other advisors and based on you know other ideas about what what is a successful event, I would say I was pretty disappointed. If I only relied on those kind of those top line metrics that, oh, it's all about, you know, butts and seats. And uh, I don't, that, that's a metric, you know, but again, it's kind of like, you know, in the podcasting or platform world, you know, if you uh, sell high ticket services, which we do, would you rather be in front of, you know, 50,000 comic book fans that could couldn't care less about your offer, which... Top line sound. Oh, I was in front of fifty thousand, or would you rather be in front of fifty of your dream ideal clients and CEOs and decision makers? You know, truly qualified people. Well, I mean, if you're saying the fifty thousand comic book fans, I think you're 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 spending way too much time focused on your ego and not where business actually gets done. Uh, and so, yeah, again, um, for for us, again. The positioning of running the event um, gave us the opportunity to initiate and engage in relationships with very qualified thought leaders. Um, again, what are we doing? We're go-giving. We're, we're leading with generosity. We're It's all about celebrating the speakers, and, and the speakers are all VIPs. Rudy, we had 40 speakers at our event, and that was very intentional because I said, listen, if the attendee thing is not awesome, um, I will have now built up and deepened my relationship with, you know, these 40 speakers. And I certainly just across the speakers and we had three mixers, like we re and then we had a pre we had, then we had two pre mixers for them. Like, I really wanted our speakers to uh, you know, look at the, their involvement in this event and go, oh, man, I, you know, I don't even know about like attending, but be, if you can be a speaker at Fame and Profit Summit, like, I, you know, it's like me, like speaking at social media marketing world, you know, and, um, talking with Mike Steltzer and Phil Sean, and they're like, you know, well, you know, what are you hoping to get out of this as a speaker? I'm like, the two-hour speaker mixer, that's it. That Like, I'm here to serve, I'm here to do good, but selfishly, that two-hour speaker mixer, I will do more business in that speaker mixer than I will the entire event. And 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 I, and again, that's how I think though, right? Is I, I generally do more business in the green room than I do from the stage.
0: Fair enough. Thank you for sharing that, Josh. And again, as we come to the last couple of minutes of our, of our episode here, are there any like specific um, either lessons that you took away from this? Like maybe mistakes that you made that you would have done differently um, or suggestions you have for someone who's considering doing a virtual summit and wanting to increase your authority?
1: You know, um, yeah, here, I mean, I would say um, along the way, I think we needed to keep reminding ourselves to give ourselves grace for your first one, because look, you can you can have all the advisors in the world, you can have, we, we have the dream team in terms of like our internal team, um, we have really, really smart people, you're still going to make mistakes, there's just things like, <laughs> I, you know, that you wouldn't even thought of that could you know that could be a little hiccup or a little bump but again if people know your heart and and you know if you have a very honest and transparent relationship with your speakers with your team with your advisors certainly with your audience what i find is that your honesty and your transparency will allow you to kind of paper over pretty easily some of the missteps and, you know, and fully acknowledge people, you know, it's, it was funny during our, you know, it's just kind of, you know, the ability to kind of laugh at yourself a little bit. And I think that there's, there's that, that vulnerability is endearing. So when things don't work ideally, like just go ahead and I mean, I did, you know, just go ahead and laugh about it with your audience. Like, well, that didn't mean for that to happen. It's okay. It's like, it doesn't, people don't, in fact, there's a little bit like when it's too polished, you know, and then you're like, oh, 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 it's it's like, people are like, I get out of here with that. Then it's it's like, it's almost like, you know, it's too polished, feels a little slick. And then people are like, yeah, I'm not really identifying with the people here. And I want to. but again, it's it's. I think feel like it's like your first time you go on a cruise, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. First time you do anything, first time you start podcasting. Oh man, I, my first few podcasts are awful. <laughs> but I kept at it, and now I'm slightly less awful. Not because I'm awesome at it. I, I just I failed thousands of mis- times. You know, I failed thousands of times at everything uh, that I think I'm exceptionally competent at today and that's good that because that's activity knowledge is 10 times more powerful than learn knowledge so i can give you all the good advice in the world on this podcast but until you go out do it fall down skin your knee then you can be like oh yeah now i know don't touch that third rail oh that's what josh was saying
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, oh josh i think you did those are great takeaways and i think one of the things i want to acknowledge about you is um you know you and i got to uh play together in this past event and um you know you asked for my recommendations on a few points and i just appreciated how uh coachable you were you just really took on you know and you were willing to let go of uh preconceived ideas preconceived notions um other advice and things of sort and you really uh hump you were humble and you acted quickly and as a result you know you were in a very short period of time put this event together and, and in my opinion do extremely well for your first time around so
1: Oh, I will say this too, Rudy, on that note, do not do your first event on your own. You're, you're crazy. Like, I mean, if you want to just do some little small testing, that's fine. But if you want to do this seriously, um, surround yourself with experts. Like Rudy, you and your team are amazing. And I mean, just truly all stars uh, that that you have within your organization that really allowed us to bypass a lot of things that would have been really depressing had we not had your counsel on that. And I'll also say that our involvement in working with you was so beneficial, not just for the event, but the things that we learned from the successful execution of some of the more business aspects of the event, those are lifelong, you know, now changes to how we run everything in marketing and sales. And so um, it's just truly an honor when you get to work with somebody who has a lot of experience in something, that wisdom is just, it's just infinitely invaluable. So like, you know, when we work with our clients, I'm like, you know, you're learning from the thousands of bad moves that we've made on the chessboard. Like we've already made all the bad moves. So when you ask, you can ask me any question related to my very niche narrow area of expertise. uh, And I'm gonna tell you, don't do that. And here's why not to do that because we ran that experiment two and a half years ago and I'll tell you what the results are. I've got the data, similarly, Rudy, you and your team have the data. So when I we asked you any question, you're like, well, let me tell you what we've learned uh, from doing that because we've had clients that have tried that and here's what the results were. Like, oh, that makes sense. Man, I mean, if you're going to go through all this effort and you're just flying solo, that's dangerous. You need a Sherpa, you, you need a guide, you need someone that's already, you know, they've been doing this for years and years and years. So I just want to say, thank you so much. You guys are awesome.
0: Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, that kind acknowledgement. And uh, for our listeners, Josh, in our final um, moment here, uh, I want to invite the listeners to, if they want to learn more about you, go to go to upmyinfluence.com, check Josh out, listen to his podcast, The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, Savings Angel. And if you're even thinking about launching a podcast or you know someone who is, talk to Josh first. Um, I, Josh, you helped me bypass so much headache, so much heartache. And thank you. So back yeah. to you, as far as your level of professionalism, your team, your experience, your data, when it came to launching a podcast, we were able to launch it professionally, seamlessly the first time around with minimal headaches.
1: Yeah, so thank 80, you. Yeah, 80% of podcasts fail. And I, I can tell you that uh, for a majority of those independent podcasters, the majority of the reason that those podcasters fail and they are no longer podcasting within a year is because it just... <laughs> They they have no reason to continue. There's no money. There's it's not paying for itself. It's a time suck. It's way too much work. Yeah. So what we're masters of is not necessarily like you know NPR style editing, which I honestly, it's not, that's not my area of expertise, but if you want to make a lot of money with your podcast, yeah, yeah I'm the guy to talk to on that. On <laughs> nearly anything else on the planet. I'm completely wildly incompetent, but that one very niche nerdy thing I'm pretty good at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well done, sir. Well, congratulations again. And uh, thank you for being a guest on our show. Uh, any final comments before we wrap up?
1: Yeah. Go work with Rudy. Rudy, what's your website? <laughs> Uh, VirtualEventSalesTeam.com. dot com. VirtualEventSalesTeam dot com. Yeah. Uh, anyone that's already like, if you've been listening to Rudy for a while, or you know, you just kind of you know going through some of these episodes, man, at least book a call, Rudy, with you, uh, and just kind of talk about, hmm, we've been, in the, been on the fence. I know you've been kind of following you for a while, man. Just have that conversation and start kind of blue skying it or mapping it out in your head, and 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 bring on a really smart person to talk through that with. Um, because it, it was a, uh, it, it was re- just so enjoyable. It was so comforting to work with you in that. So, um, so grateful that that we made that decision because it was, uh, again, it, it's it's transformed it and, and adjusted our trajectory for the lifetime of our business.
0: Awesome, thank you, Josh. Appreciate that. All right. With that being said, we'll call the episode a wrap. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people, and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind-type programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab, and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review, and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15-minute consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez, and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.